Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750, WSB, the nation's most listened to news talk station. I'm actually coming to you this evening from New York City, uh, where I landed a few hours ago to start my book tour, now obviously on hold, given the events of today in Las Vegas, and our prayers are with those uh, there and their families who were affected I was actually, as I was boarding my plane today, I saw an ESPN commentator uh, note that he was similarly boarding a plane this morning, and uh, the plane had a passenger get on and then uh, disembark the plane while they were still at the gate, uh, having received the phone call that his son had been killed in what transpired overnight in Las Vegas. It was something to wake up to this morning. Uh, something to see people politicize this, something to see people rush to the facts. Um, Very interesting to see Hillary Clinton engage in a series of Trumpian tweets, or as they would would claim uh, something Donald Trump would do, and to see the president behave very presidentially. Hillary Clinton, of course, coming out this morning attacking the National Rifle Association uh, and uh, misrepresenting on on silencers, a bunch of people politicizing this thing as, as quickly as possible, making it about gun control based on the facts we know that there are lots of questions to be raised uh, and there's trouble. Uh, ISIS has now twice today claimed that this individual uh, was connected to them. I don't know whether I believe that or not, but there are some deeply troubling questions that need to be asked about this situation, and we will get to those. Before we get to anything else, though, I know you've heard this clip several times today. I want to play it for you one more time. Just listen to the President of the United States uh, from this morning. Fellow Americans, we are joined together today in sadness, shock, and grief. Last night, a gunman opened fire on a large crowd at a country music concert in Las Vegas, Nevada. He brutally murdered more than 50 people and wounded hundreds more. It was an act of pure evil. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are working closely with local authorities to assist with the investigation, and they will provide updates as to the investigation and how it develops. The solemnness in his voice, uh, I hope you're in prayer for the president as much as for families um, affected by last night. He was apparently briefed overnight, woken up to be briefed, and then Again, this morning, he's not a very heavy sleeper to begin with, so was up getting briefings on the situation, talking to the sheriff and law enforcement in Las Vegas about what was happening on the ground, and it takes this very seriously. There were a lot of questions unanswered. The individual, uh, the shooter, I care not to name him. His father was on the FBI Most Wanted list, a bank robber back in the day, tried to run down police officers at one time. Uh, the man's brother says that he was just a, a well-off, retired gambler, former CPA, and had no inkling to get into guns. I don't know that we need to believe the brother in this. Lots of questions to explore this evening. Uh, if we can, I will take your phone calls. As I mentioned, I'm coming to you from New York. Uh, was not expecting to be here, so things are kind of upside down. 
Um, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I'm I can't guarantee I can get your phone calls this evening. Just uh, me not being there, wasn't expecting to have to have a call screen or anything else this evening. Uh, we'll see. You can reach out to me though on social media, Twitter at EW Erickson. You can also go to Facebook.com/slash EW Erickson or theresurgent.com. Um, but uh, for the next hour and a half or so, I'll bring you up to the latest uh, what we know about the situation and the questions that need to be answered before people come jumping to conclusions. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson coming to you live from New York City, uh, where I am in Manhattan for what was to be the start of my book tour. I was supposed to be on Martha McCallum tonight at 7 and Fox and Friends in the morning. Uh, those have been canceled pending rescheduling. I, as of now, will still be on with Morning Joe on MSNBC at 8 o'clock in the morning and with Dana Perino at 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Uh, everything else is kind of in the mix, understandably so, given what happened. Uh, if you want to order the book, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, the You can text the word WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444 999. It is somewhat timely and compelling, and I hate to say that because I know it sounds somewhat crass, um, but part of what I wrote in the book was that at times of tragedy, it is a sign of an unhealthy uh, society where we rush to politicize events, and we have seen that now in uh, the last 12 hours or so as the sun rose and people woke up to what happened. The rush to politicize what happened. Hillary Clinton, uh, her first tweets on it uh, were to attack the National Rifle Association for wanting silencers. I, I replied to her and said, lady, this tweet is clear. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you can come to the gun range with me while I use my silencer uh, and you don't wear earplugs and I will and see what happens. Um, for those of you who don't know, silencers or suppressors, they don't work like Hollywood claims they do, you still make a sound. In fact, you still make a loud sound of gunfire, uh, but it it silences it enough so that you're not going to have permanent damage to your eardrum if you're in a house firing. It's still going to be loud. You still need to wear ear protection. But for a homeowner, it gives them some level of knowing they're not going to rupture their eardrums firing a gun in a confined space uh, with a bad guy in the house. It had this individual used a suppressor, by the way, it would have slowed his rate of fire and the speed of bullets and, and probably um, reduced accuracy. But who cares about the facts when you can politicize it? That is a sign of an unhealthy society when we do that. And for the people saying, well, this is just a policy issue, it's not a politicization issue, uh, well, you can save your policy discussion until we know the facts, because as of now, there are lots of questions. I want to explore those when we come back. Uh, and again, if you want to pre-order the book, text the word WAKE to 444-999. Uh, you'll actually, I guess, be doing me a favor now uh, with the book tour somewhat on hold. Um, <laughs> the more sales to you guys, the better, I guess. Oh, boy. Uh, what a time. Uh, we'll be back right here on WSB. It's Eric Erickson here, 39 after the hour. Before I get into anything else, uh, I want to get into some of the questions about today. And I need to start by saying that I'm not pushing conspiracy here, and I need you all to hear that. I am not pushing conspiracy here. Uh, and I am really reflecting what David French wrote in National Review this morning. 
And the point of this is not, again, not to push conspiracy, but to note how much of the situation is unknown, and bizarrely so. This is the the worst mass shooting in American history. We don't know yet if it's terrorism. And and for those of you who are yelling at your radio now, yes, it's terrorism. No, terrorism has a political motivation behind it. Not all mass shootings are terroristic. Um, terrorism is has a political purpose to it, a political purpose through the use of fear. Uh, and it means something in the same way you just can't call everything you dislike racist. You can't call everything uh, violent and evil terrorism. They're not the same thing. They actually have a real meaning. But there are serious questions here. We have a 62-year-old whose father uh, had been wanted by the FBI for bank robberies. That in and of itself is just a random odd thing. But then we have a situation where the man's brother says um, that the shooter was a retired CPA living off his earnings uh, gambling. Others describe him as a down-on-his-luck gambler. But from what police are saying today, the 62-year-old who did not have a propensity to own firearms has, in the last number of months, acquired a veritable stockpile of firearms. Not only did he acquire a massive stockpile of firearms, uh, but he acquired some firearms. It, it appears now, we, we, we haven't had the definitive answer yet, he, he had an automatic firearm or knew how to modify an automatic firearm to increase its rate of fire, um, neither of which a layman uh, would have the capability of doing. He had stockpiles to develop some level of skill or to have acquired a an automatic weapon. And to acquire an automatic weapon, um, they're as hard to get on the, well, I shouldn't say as hard, but they are hard to get on the black market. Uh, they're very difficult to get on the open market. It requires ATF approval. It requires multiple background checks. It requires fees. It requires taxes. Uh, it requires a lengthy delay. Um, and they are highly expensive because it's been a, against the law to buy automatic weapons in this country for more than 30 years. Uh, they're not easy to come by, uh, very difficult to buy. The waiting period is very long. So this individual to have acquired an automatic weapon had to have gone through a great deal of planning, more likely than not more than a year of planning, and then to have stockpiled ammunition to be able to get it all into a, a corner hotel room where he stayed for days, apparently monitoring police positions, etc., etc., etc. There are a lot of questions here. To then have ISIS come out today and release a statement saying that this guy was one of theirs... And then when everyone laughed it off to come out again and with another statement saying essentially, uh, no, guys, really, it was us. This guy was connected to us. And the police are still looking for the female roommate of this individual who multiple eyewitnesses now say matched the description of a woman they claim was going through the crowd ahead of time, announcing they were all going to die. There are a lot of questions here. In fact, I dare say there are so many questions that it is inappropriate for people, including Hillary Clinton, to be rushing off into a gun control message right now uh, when so much is unanswered, including on the how did he get these guns and ammo front? Uh, where did he get the money for it? Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are a lot of questions here. And each of those questions has an answer, although it may take some time. Now, for context and perspective, you should know MSNBC today ran a report that all of these months later, there's still not a known motive 
for James Hodgkinson's mass assassination attempt on members of Congress. Put all of that in perspective, people. If this individual had a politicized purpose or a radical terroristic purpose, it may take forever for us to know, and even then the media may fudge it um, if it goes against their narrative. Lots of questions remain. By the way, I have a friend of mine who was in Las Vegas last night and was across the street from the Mandalay Bay. In fact, um, if you'll bear with me one second, let me, I'll read you his Facebook post. Uh, and, and Jared, I know you listen to the show, and so you have definitely been in my prayers today. Uh, and thank God you and your family are safe. Um, I, but let me read you this post, and he says he took a picture of all the people on the strip. Um, he says, I, I took this, I'd say, 15 minutes after the shooting, not having any idea what had just occurred. The furthest hotel on the right side of the street in this photo is the Mandalay Bay. Uh, my friend and I were walking outside and noticed some people running or what seemed like they were in a hurry. Uh, my friend heard a lady say there's blood everywhere. So he Googled Las Vegas news. Then we saw the headline about Mandalay Bay and started heading back to the Aria hotel where a group of us were staying at the time. We weren't really afraid. We made it back, walked maybe 80 yards inside this gigantic place. Suddenly a sea of people, what seemed like hundreds to thousands were running toward a yelling active shooter. I started running as well after hearing what I thought were gunshots in reality, probably someone knocking over bar stools or something. My buddy went one direction. I ran into a kitchen of a hotel restaurant. Suddenly I found myself alone with about 30 other people on a service elevator going down to the basement. Many of the elevator riders were hotel employees. Most people were distraught, several hotel employees in tears. I felt like the rational one on the elevator. I was giving everyone updates via Twitter news, uh, which one should take with a grain of salt between the truth and the fake news. Um, it, Twitter was a cesspool at times, but it was a good source of information last night. And then he concludes with fact check true. Sadly, we live in a fallen and sick world. Please pray for all the families that are impacted. Wow. That uh, happening on the scene last night in Las Vegas. It's Eric Erickson here. I went long last segment, so we'll make this a short one. Um, when we come back, I, now that we've gotten the facts out of the way, and we'll go to the top of the news hour and have an extended newscast here, so all the other facts that are coming out now uh, we can get into. When we come back, though, let's get into some of the policy implications, some of the reactions, the politicization, um, the unfortunate side of tragedy in modern America, and we will bring you all the latest as well. Uh, there is other news out there you should know about. I will get to that if I have time, including the Republican tax proposal. Uh, the Republicans are beginning to fight amongst themselves on this. Uh, we also have the Puerto Rican situation, the president's tweets. We have uh, the NFL protests. Oh, I pity the fool who takes a knee tonight uh, on Monday Night Football. Uh, there are... There's so much more news, and we've also got the, the Catalan pole violence situation, which is worth exploring in Europe. Um, not a good situation over there. And, uh, well, I want to spend time on Puerto Rico 
if we have time on Puerto Rico. But uh, the big news of the day, unfortunately, sadly, is the situation in Las Vegas. There's still plenty to discuss with that. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm Eric Erickson in New York City. We'll be back. I would be remiss um, if I didn't start. Hey, what a terrible day. Tom Petty has died of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He was found unconscious earlier today following a heart attack and uh, had no brain activity. And the family decided uh, not to keep him on life support. Uh, Tom Petty died this afternoon. Um, just tragic in and of itself. He was 66 years old. God bless him and his family. A lot of people to keep in prayer today. Hmm, goodness. Okay, so the President of the United States, I played his speech earlier. And by the way, it is Eric Erickson here on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. I know I wasn't supposed to be here today. Uh, given the events of the day, however, and everything else, uh, book tour, uh, kind of on pause tonight, not going to be doing Martha McCallum or Fox and Friends in the morning. We'll still be on with Morning Joe in the morning. Dana Perino tomorrow afternoon is still pending, allegedly. it's Everything is subject to change, of course. If you want to buy the book, uh, considering I won't be on TV selling any of them, you can text WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444-999. Um, but it is, it's more important for me to be here with you guys today on WSB and uh, The Resurgent than it is for me to be on TV trying to sell books. Um, just inappropriate. Um, if you want the podcast of the show, uh, you can text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 444 The president, I played you with the audio earlier today of his speech. I thought it was a very good speech. It was widely lauded by the press, what he had to say. But then there's uh, David Frum, who I, I really disagree with this. Um, a presidential speech steeped in hypocrisy. Pre-presidential Trump was a man of many faults and vices, but one enduring quality. He was no hypocrite. He exaggerated his wealth, his success, his physical fitness, but he never pretended to religion or morality. Trump's speech to the nation after the Las Vegas atrocity, however, was steeped in hypocrisy. He is the least outwardly religious president of modern times, the president least steeped in scripture. For him to offer the consolations of God and faith after mass bloodletting is to invite derision. It is love that defines us, said President Trump. As if we weren't heartbroken, we were laugh. And if we weren't heartbroken, we would laugh. Those who praise the speech, as CNN's John King did, are reacting on reflex. This is the kind of thing we're used to hearing from Republican politicians. I got to tell you, I, I don't think it's the kind of thing we're used to hearing from Republican politicians. I think it's the thing we're, we're used to hearing from presidents. And I think this is one of those examples of the president not winning. No matter what happens, he can't win. With people in the press, uh, they say he acts unpresidential, so he acts presidential, and then they say, "Well, it's all a sham. He shouldn't do this. He should act the way it was when we were attacking him." So now we're going to attack him for that. He can't win in these situations. It was a pitch perfect speech by the president of the United States at a time of national heartbreak due to a terrible situation unfolding with many facts unknown. He behaved presidentially. Meanwhile, on Twitter, Hillary Clinton was behaving exactly the way uh, the press says Donald Trump behaved. She was attacking the NRA, politicizing the issue, claiming that, that if the NRA was able to get silencers, 
uh, think how much worse this would be. Actually, the situation would probably be improved given the situation um, because a, a silencer would not have stopped the sound of the bullets of the gunfire, but it would have slowed them. It possibly could have, depending on the silencer of the gun, it very well possibly could have uh, caused the man to, to not have accurate aim. But let's not get facts in the way. Uh, if for those of you who don't realize, and, I, and I, I know the demographics of the show, and I know there are people who are listening really because you want to listen to traffic and news, and you don't want to listen to me because uh, you disagree with me politically, but, but I need you to know this. Uh, you're not entitled to your own facts in this situation. A silencer is a bad name. It is a suppressor. It suppresses the fire of the gun. It suppresses the sound. It does not silence the sound. What it does is it would allow a homeowner who used a suppressor on the end of his pistol to be able to shoot a bad guy entering his home without rupturing his eardrums and have lasting hearing damage. He would still have ringing ears. It would still be loud. It would still hurt his ears, but there would be no lasting damage because it would muffle the sound to a degree. You see these movies where they put a pillow over a gun and whatnot? They're movies. It's not real. And the people who utter such things have no idea what they're talking about. And you shouldn't listen to them. And that includes Hillary Clinton. It's Eric Erickson here on WSB. In times of tragedy like this, we often get to see and witness, we get to hear about ordinary people who become heroes. One of those heroes died at Mandalay Bay last night. He was a man who the people he helped, they don't know his name. He was shot and knew he was dying as the shooter was approaching. And there were two girls next to him and he told them to use his body as a shield from the shooter to hide behind his body. And so they lay under his body covered in blood, while he took multiple more shots, uh, the impact of which to his body protected the girls. We don't know his name yet. I'm sure it'll come out. Another guy stood up uh, and started yelling at the shooter, gave the middle finger, uh, urging the shooter to shoot him instead of the people he was shooting. Just quiet acts of bravery. You know, you always say you 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 wanna you wanna know or you wanna raise the man who runs towards the sound of gunfire, not away from it. I don't know that you really do, but occasionally when confronted with it, you don't know what you'll do. And here in this situation, real people, real Americans who didn't know the people next to them, but who were willing to do things to protect other people, to protect the lives of those around them, strangers, but fellow Americans, fellow human beings in the situation together. Just a reminder that there are good people in the world. Even with all the evil around, there are good people in the world. And we should stop for a moment and remember those people. Whatever their names, we may not know. We should remember their acts and we should tell their stories. We'll be back. Chris Murphy, the senator from New Jersey, not New Jersey, Connecticut. Welcome back, by the way. It's Eric Erickson here. Uh, Chris Murphy, the senator from New from Connecticut, uh, who in the past has been one of the people to mock those who offer thoughts and prayers to victims, uh, is out today attacking Matt Bevan. Matt Bevan, the Kentucky governor, got on Twitter and said, we need to remember that uh, you cannot pass laws to ban evil. 
and Chris Murphy mocked him, saying it's the government's job to regulate evil, which is why we should ban guns. No, notice he is equating a gun with murder, a gun with kidnap, a gun with violence, um, a physical object with, with an action. He's equating them. Uh, nonetheless, my response to those of you who believe this, and I know there are some of you listening right now who do, is that it, it, the worst evils of the 20th century, from Nazism to communism um, to the totalitarian despots of the world, the worst evils the 20th century saw and now into the 21st century is seen are people who believed that it was the right of government, the duty of government to regulate evil. Because inevitably, what you do not like becomes evil. And if you decide that it's not just an idea that you dislike, but a person, that person becomes evil. I had a piece in the New York Times this weekend writing about my book and how I want my kids to measure their self-worth by being ethical human beings, not by the, the likes they get on Facebook or Instagram or the retweets they get on Twitter or their social media presence. And, and I noted in there that we can only look at someone on the other side and conclude that they're evil if we uh, stop getting to know people on the other side, if we refuse to be friends with people on the other side. And it was interesting. The, the piece was in the New York Times on Sunday, and the number of, of liberals who were just out to savage the New York Times, not even me, but the New York Times, for daring to allow there to be a piece by me in the New York Times. And we get these situations where the first impulse of people is to blame the other side to they they want someone to blame uh they can't just blame evil there's got to be someone to blame and they, they can't blame the shooter because the shooter killed himself and everything then becomes political and it's not the sign of a healthy situation uh, of a healthy society when we do this and and i just i i think people need to recognize that we're allowed to disagree on politics and frankly, I think, much like academic politics, the reason that things have gotten so nasty in this country is because all the big fights are gone. I mean, we're, we're fighting over the, the small potatoes now, and I know there are some things you think are really big, and, and there are some things I think are really big, religious freedom being one of them in this country. But a lot of the fights now aren't the big existential fights we had in the past, so, so the fights can be more violent and more personal now. Um, and, which is unfortunate uh, to see Hillary Clinton lashing out at the National Rifle Association today. Uh, there was an, an actor online saying his, his child asked why this could happen. And he said he told had to tell his child that anybody in America can buy an automatic weapon whenever they want. Which is a lie. You can't. And yet he takes it as true. And, and when I pointed out it was a lie, other people were mad at me for saying it was a lie. No, it's not. It's true. It's true. No. It's actually not true. But who cares about the facts? Sorry, I'm at a squeaky desk if you hear that. <laughs> uh, I just, y'all, tragedies are bad enough without us having to make them even worse by uh, going after bad guys who aren't bad guys. You know, John Nolte from Breitbart made a good point today. He said that, um, the NFL has been protesting and the media has been defending uh, the protesters uh, for police brutality. They want to raise awareness about police brutality. And now today, suddenly, they all want just police to have weapons. I think that's a good point. Other people will say, I'm politicizing tragedy. 
Uh, if so, uh, not nearly as much as Hillary Clinton and those who were out there attacking the National Rifle Association today uh, for something the National Rifle Association had nothing to do with. It's just, it is an unfortunate point in American history where everybody's at each other's throat over stuff uh, where we should be coming together over where the president gives a great speech and he gets attacked for giving a great speech because that's not authentically him. We want him to be presidential, just not today. Just unreal. Look, real quick, I, I didn't expect to nor want to do something like this this afternoon, uh, but just looking at social media, I think it's probably important that I say this. Um to get a gun in this country, you can't just go in and present your driver's license. It doesn't work that way. And a lot of the people who are opining about how easy it is to get a gun have clearly never bought one in any state in the United States. And admittedly, in some states, it is easier than in other states. But you can't just go in and get one off the shelf. When you go into a store to buy a gun, you are presented with a form and you fill out the form in detail, providing your driver's license, your social security number, answering a series of questions. Then the store must go run your information through an instant background check uh, connected to the federal government. And if you pass the background check, then you can buy your gun. Now, some states, that's the, the minimum procedure. And if you've ever been convicted of a crime or anything, you're not going to pass the background check. In other states, it's even more burdensome to buy a gun. But the idea that you could just go in, that it's easier. I saw, for example, someone saying it was easier to buy a gun than get a driver's license in this country. No, it's not. Uh, because de facto, you have to have a driver's license to get a gun. And yet people will just make up what they want to make up uh, about guns. And, and by the way, to get a silencer or a suppressor, to get a, a, an automatic firearm, it's going to take you a year and lots of money and fingerprinting and all sorts of other more comprehensive background checks to do. Uh, the people talking about this stuff today, they, they're showing their ignorance, but they don't care because they know most people don't know. And they're, they're, they've been ascribed expert status by these people. And so they can make stuff up and try to convince people with a lie. Uh, there's no difference between what these people are saying and what they're accusing Russia of doing in the election. But you better not point that out. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to go on Twitter and point that out. Today was a difficult day to wake up to. Um, I I started getting text messages this morning from people. And, and frankly, the very first messages I was getting from people, they were convinced that it had to be a liberal who went to a country music concert to kill Trump voters. They, it really, that, that was what it was when it came out that the guy's name was not an Islamic name, but a white guy with that name, that, that's what they assumed. And then you see the CBS uh, legal executive who's subsequently been fired uh, saying she had no sympathy because it was a country music concert, and so they probably were Republicans and they got what they deserved. A reminder that there are terrible people in the world and not just the shooter, um, people who lack compassion. And then Tom Petty died. Just not a good day, folks. Um, but, you know... Not every day is going to be good. And you can find your good today by hugging your spouse or child or someone you love or going out with friends and not talking politics, uh, going out with neighbors and finding common ground. Uh, there are ways to improve the world around you. I agree with C.S. Lewis that uh, there are far off events we hear about these days because of news that uh, we're not supposed to dwell on. 
we only dwell on them and know of them because of the news cycle now, but uh, we dwell on those events far away. We fail to appreciate what we have around us and find the good where we are. And so I would just encourage you this evening to find the good where you are, find the compassion where you are, and tune out of politics for a little while. We all can. I'm Eric Erickson in New York City, where maybe I'll have a book tour or not. If you want to pre-order it, you can text the word WAKE to 444-999. I don't know if I'll be on tomorrow night. It depends on the media schedule. Uh, But if so, I'll see you tomorrow. If not, I'll see you Wednesday. God bless. Have a good night.